welcome to another episode of the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. My name is Pete, and I'm joined by my wife, Jordan. What's up? How are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic, because it's Thanksgiving week. I know. I'm, I'm wearing my stretchy pants already. I'm ready for it. I know. I, I have a name for this outfit. Oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. So, quick history. I, I, I give up. She always looks great with her different outfits and stuff, but I come up with names for them. I don't know why I do that. It's so, but annoying. she walks out in the morning and I'll be like, oh, hey. He's little like, Bo little Peep. Bo Peep, because I have a flower on my shirt or something. I just come up with names for outfits. In this outfit, I call it Obi Wan Kenobi. Which I would say nine times out of 10, it feels so condescending. I'm like, even if you said, like, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I something. I, I don't know. Even Ninja, I'm like, I look like a ninja. I'm going to go back and change. I will You're say, just... if, if you are watching us on YouTube right now, that you should um, just hit pause and Google Obi-Wan Kenobi from Star Wars. Whatever. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're so okay. annoying. All right. I'm sorry. All right. But Thanksgiving the week. Worst. Thank, yeah. Thanksgiving week. Again, wearing my stretchy pants. No, I'm really excited. I... I've never been like a, yeah, Thanksgiving person, but I, you know, I love the traditions of it. I'm, I like too. Christmas more, but. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm, I, there's something about Thanksgiving I love because Christmas, there's the pressure of gifts and will somebody like this gift when they open it? You feel the pressure of liking the gifts that you open and Thanksgiving is just more chill. I love it because it's Unless the same you're the idea. One cooking everything. It's so not. Well, but I like to cook, so I don't. I don't mind that part. No, oh. I enjoy it. It's just when you're trying to prepare a hundred things to be ready yeah. at the same time and all be hot at the same time. I'm acting like I've cooked a full Thanksgiving dinner by myself. I have not. I'm usually in charge of the table scale, yeah. like making the table beautiful, uh, <laughs> not, my, not the cooking. My big debate this year is: Do I fry the turkey or do I smoke it on the green egg? Mm. I'm not sure which yet, but I'm super excited about that i'm super excited we're gonna have a house full this year mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome we also get to go down after thanksgiving and visit your family and have yep. a second thanksgiving with them which yep. will be awesome all the calories mm-hmm. give me the carbs yeah it's it's gonna be great so lots of fun things going on yeah. for thanksgiving uh if you're traveling for thanksgiving please be safe i i hear that uh it's only like 11 percent of people are flying this year for Thanksgiving. yeah i was gonna say covid probably just derailed mm-hmm. a bunch of the normal traditions but we'll be safe in a car yeah hopefully yep no it's it's gonna be great it's gonna be great hey i'm excited about today mm-hmm. because we're doing part two of uh life-changing lessons from the farm yep i'm ready for it you are yeah I'm so me too born ready you know one of the things and we kind of alluded to this a little bit last week but you know what i think whether it's a, a farm or going out in nature taking a walk, whatever your hobbies are, you know, a lot of people, it's cooking. I, I, I just think there's so much out there for life to teach us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you just have to be aware. Yes. And be curious. Mm-hmm. We talk about that a lot, curious, about yeah. just being curious. And that's why I think when I'm on the farm, I have a little more space to be curious. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I learned so much when mm-hmm. I'm out there. Yeah. Um, that applies in my life. But um, so the two this week, the first one's this. People are like plants. They grow towards the light. Uh, it's, it, it's one of the most fascinating things that I've watched on the farm is how things grow towards the light. They mm-hmm. just do. Like whether it's those gigantic pumpkin uh, leaves that are literally the size of a basketball, how they'll lean in towards uh, the light, whether it's a tree. Um, whether, sunflowers are, we, we'll usually plant around 
uh, two acres of sunflower seeds uh, that become these huge sunflowers. We do that for, for dove hunting. Uh, but uh, that's, I mean, but the ben- other benefit, right? Because if you were listening last week, everything has a purpose. Is these beautiful blooms, right? Yeah. But if you watch a sunflower, like it, the young flower, like faces east at dawn, mm-hmm. and because turn, yeah, and then throughout the day, it literally follows the sun Mm -hmm. and in the afternoon the bloom will be facing the west and then overnight it goes back Mm -hmm. to the east i i I just think that's fascinating that it does that and you know it's called uh phototropism i think is how you say it and trees will do this too trees will literally bend Mm -hmm. in such a way and you know there's a tree on the farm at the top of the hill i call the elbow tree and and i think that's what it did is it was bending to be able to see Mm-hmm. The light. They, they grow towards the light. And um, I, I think that's really cool. For me, the, kind of the way it translates over is I think people grow towards light as well. And so what I'm trying to do these days in my life is position myself to catch the light instead of succumbing to the darkness. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you if you know that facing the light is where you need to face if you want to grow, right, as a person, you can start applying that to all kinds of practices. Like if, oh, yeah. if I want to grow towards the light, do I wake up in the morning and first thing I do is read USA Today on my phone? No, that's not, that's not growing towards the light, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to grow towards the light, am I going to sit there in bed and you know spend my first 20 minutes thumbing through Instagram? Maybe for some people that would do it. For me, it doesn't. It often reminds me of all the things I'm not doing or things I wish I was doing right. or things that I wish I had. You know, it, it's again, nothing wrong with reading USA Today. And there's nothing wrong with Instagram for sure. But it's what are the things in my life that are going to help me grow? What are the things that I can do where I face the light? And I, I, I want to surround myself with light, I want to be able to offer light. I'm done with darkness. I'm done with negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't turned the news on since election day, and it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. And I like it really has been. Uh, I read this quote the other day. I love this. It said, "Stay close to people who feel like sunshine." Yeah, I love that. I've seen that too. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I want to receive the light, but I also want to be the light. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think I've been thinking a lot lately about okay, so what are the practices? that help me grow? Where are the practices that help me thrive? And I was sharing these with you the other day, right now, and I may add to this, right now I've got three things that I feel like I have to have every day if I'm going to thrive as a person. I have to have gratitude. I have to have inspiration. That could be a book. It could be a scripture. It could be a movie. Mm-hmm. And I've got to have activity, some yeah. kind of exercise. Now, there's other things I need in life to thrive, like community. I don't necessarily have to have that every day, though. Right, right, right. Right? There's a rhythm. But every day, I have to have gratitude. I have to have inspiration. I have to have activity if I really want to be thriving as a person. And so the whole gratitude thing for me, and I think for a lot of people, isn't necessarily just natural. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are some people who are just wired to be more grateful than others. But I think the people, when you think about the people in your life, that are grateful people, I think that they've developed a habit of it. You have to. It, it's it's kind of like this muscle that you have to work out. And so for me, and I kind of teased this last week, an activity that's been life-changing for me lately is every morning, the very first thing I do after I get up, get a glass of water, is I sit down and I write a list of all the things I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. 
And I cannot believe the way it's changed my attitude. Yeah, it oh, is, it has. It's changed my day. I'm not going to say I'm going to do this forever. I don't like to do that. I'm going to do this through Christmas this year, mm-hmm. for sure. And maybe I'll keep doing it past that. But it it has been life changing for me. And it seems so simple, but starting every day. I've been doing this now for over a month of just writing. Um, gosh, it's almost been two months. Just every day writing down here are the things I'm grateful for. Changes my whole perspective. Because here's the deal with gratitude. Gratitude begins where your sense of entitlement ends. Right. Right? And it's so easy these days, I think, to feel entitled to so much. Mm-hmm. You and I, last night, uh, we were we were separate. I was coming back from the airport. You were uh, with some friends at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and I was trying to figure out if I wanted to meet up with you. Your cell phone signal wasn't good, <laughs> yes, right? Yeah, no, it was bad. And I see this happen to me all the time, and I see it happen to people. Nothing makes people more ticked off these days <laughs> than if they don't have good cell phone reception, right? Or they don't have a signal. Like, we, we feel entitled that everywhere we go in the world at any given moment, yeah, we should have a strong signal. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel that way? Yes. Well, yes. It, was, uh, it was more than that. I feel like I wasn't able to communicate. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. We feel entitled. I, I think this is so funny. Like, if, so if, do you remember uh, phones? You're younger than me. Do you remember phones with cords? Yes. I know okay. phones with cords. Well, I bet people that, let's say, let's say under 25 probably don't. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they were like, yeah, just the cordless home phones at that point. I don't yeah. know. Well, let me, let me explain something to those of you that are listening to this or watching this right now. And uh, you are, let's say, under 25 or certainly under 22. There used to be this thing attached to your phone called a cord. And you could only walk like five feet away from the base. And you had, you had this cord. And also, if, if you're a little bit older, you'll also remember this. There's a dial on your phone. Yeah. The dial. You stick your finger in that hole and you'd have to turn it like all the way. Like it took five minutes to dial a number. Just Does anybody else feel like he's being so dramatic about a phone right now? No, it really was. It, like it, it was, and you would meet somebody, and if you met somebody who had a lot of zeros in their phone number, like if they said, Yeah, call me sometime, my, my number is 770 you would just be like, I'm sorry. We we can't even be friends. It's going to take me too long to dial your number. Zeros at the end. Okay. So I I I bring this up (laughs) because like here we are, just a few years later, carrying around these mini computers in our pocket, and we get frustrated when we're standing in a location that for some reason doesn't have a signal. Like again, we just feel entitled. You can't be grateful for something that you feel entitled to. I see this in my own life. Like. not too long ago, I went to pull into our garage, and uh, the boys had had friends over. And you know what happens when they have friends over mm-hmm. in the garage? It's mm-hmm. it's a, like a disaster zone, which I love it. I love love that they you know are having fun. But they left. There's basketballs, footballs were all over the place. Coke cans. Yeah, I pull in, and I can't get into the garage. I go to open the garage. I can't I can't pull in because there's all this junk. So I was already kind of in a bad mood, and so I get out of the jeep and I slam the door because. My passive aggressive self hopes somebody inside the house hears that I'm mad, right? And I'm putting all their stuff up and I'm huffing and puffing like, do they not realize how hard I work? You know, I want to provide this stuff, but then they just leave it out and now I have to stop and I have to get out and go pick it up. And I'm literally walking back to my Jeep um, 
to aggressively pull into the garage because I'm still mad. And the thought hit me. I was like, whoa, you know what? You know how many people who have either had a child die prematurely or how many people right now that desperately want to have kids and for some reason they can't have kids? Do you know what they would do to have the problem that I have in that moment? Mm -hmm. They'd do anything to pull up to their garage and not be able to pull in because there's too many toys in the garage. Right. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that I'm getting ready to pull into my garage. That is a a house for my car. There are tens of thousands of people who are homeless. Mm -hmm. And I have a house for my car. Like, again, it's just impossible. Gratitude, you can't be grateful for something that you feel entitled to. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about gratitude is it's not based on how good your situation is. Gratitude is based on how good you see your situation to be. Right. That's why somebody who could have half of what you have could be twice as grateful as you. Good. And I, I just really want to work on this part of my life. And I know, you know, I was thinking a lot about this because it's Thanksgiving. And no, this has, yeah, I know 2020 has been a heck of a year for everybody. But there's still inside of that, man, there's a lot to be thankful for in mm-hmm. our lives. Absolutely. And I, I just, I want to, I want to keep moving things out of that category of things I feel entitled to. And, you know, whether it's you, whether it's my job, whether it's my car, whether it's this house or the farm, whatever, I, I want to move it out of the things I feel entitled to and move it over to this things I am grateful for mm-hmm. category. And, um, so that again, I've been really working on this. Now I just want to challenge everybody. What what if we all took the time between now and the end of the year? It's a little more than thirty days, right? And um, we just spent the first couple minutes of our day just writing down the things you're grateful for. Yeah, do it. I'm telling you, it's life changing. Yeah, no, I love it. I I saw you doing it for how it's been like four weeks. You've been doing it, maybe more, a little bit longer, a little I think. longer. Um, and I know now when I come into the kitchen in the first 30 minutes, I'm not allowed to talk because you're so focused and, and doing your thing. But really I've seen in you just like kind of a shift in your attitude throughout the day. Not that you had an attitude, but it's just, you just kind of have more energy and more, you see things different, you see it differently. Yeah. And so I went to target a couple days ago and got an agenda that had a little section at the top and it said, uh, this is the word of the week and you know, the thing you're grateful for every day. And it's been great. I love yeah. it. It's, yeah, it's life changing. Been... It's like you said, it's I when you first told me about it, I was like, oh, it's cliche. I feel like everyone talks about that or says you should do it. But there's a reason why some things are cliche is yep. because there's there's truth to it. So, so that, that for me, that's just a that practice is just one thing, again, that I'm trying to do to spend more time facing the light because I know that is what's going to help me grow. Um, so I think it's really important. So plants are like people. Okay. They grow towards the light. Uh, the the other big life lesson has been um, that there's a lot more going on beneath the surface than you realize. Certainly that's true in plants, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one of the things I noticed at the farm is you only see about one-third of a majority of a plant. The other two-thirds. roots. Uh, roots, it's right? Like an iceberg. It's, it's what's going on beneath the surface. And the majority of... Its chances for success, its growth are completely determined 
by what's going on beneath that surface. Absolutely. It's so important. I think the same is with true of people. What's going on underneath, beneath, inside of you is more important than what you see externally. And I think that for me, this has been a great reminder of, oh, wow, yeah, I got to pay attention to my soul. I got to pay attention to that. Um, Jesus kind of talks about this. I think it's Matthew 7. Um, it's just a very simple observation he made one day where he said, a good tree will produce good fruit. Bad tree will produce bad fruit. And um, I, I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, bad tree is going to bear bad fruit. What's going on in the inside is what he was saying. What's going on in the inside of the tree is always going to impact what happens on the outside of the tree. Mm-hmm. And again, it's true with plants, it's true with trees, and it's true with people. And so I want to spend less time worrying about what's going on externally with me, and I want to spend more time focusing on what's going on internally. Uh, a friend of ours named Derek, um, he put up a quote the other day. He said, toxic religion is always more concerned with how things appear than, than how things actually are. Mm. And that's true in religion. And I'd also say... It's often true in culture. Expand on that a little bit. Well, I I think how I took that quote is um, we tend to focus more on how things appear to be than what's going on internally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people look like they have it all together. People look, you know, we, we applaud people who look like they have it all together, who look like they're competent in the things that they're doing. They've never made mistakes. Yeah, yeah. regardless of what's going on internally. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I say all the time. Everybody needs healing. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Because they, they may appear like they have it all together. They may appear like they have a perfect marriage. They may appear like everything is going great financially. But the reality is often when you start to really get to know people, I mean, isn't it true? You find out, wow, it wasn't everything it appeared to be. Yeah. And so I could spend my life trying to focus on making sure that I appear to be competent, and I appear to feel like I have it all together. But I got to tell you, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to constantly present yourself as if you got all your crap figured out, you know? Because mm-hmm. you don't. And, you know, the, the more that you try uh, to fake it and project, just the more exhausted and burned out I think you begin to be. I think a much easier option is to focus on your life instead of the appearance of your life. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, we've both been guilty of the focusing on an appearance of your life, you know, I mean, for (laughs) decades, that's what I did, you know, and I don't know. And I think when you are that concerned with the appearance of your life, when it's time to like put rubber to the road, your whole identity is just shaken when you actually have to own something publicly or you have to own something, you know, with your spouse or whatever. It's if your facade is your focus Man, when it's time for the truth, that's that's a that'll shake you up. Yeah, and I I, I think it's a temptation for everybody, but I think for people who live any kind of public life or do something where they're in front of a group of people or they're on stage or they're behind a mic, you know, like I want us to be really careful as we do this podcast because it it's possible to spin stories in such a way that make you appear to be a better dad than you actually mm-hmm. are, or to have a stronger marriage than you actually do, like. I want us to always work hard at focusing on our life, not the appearance of our life. Oh, yeah. And I think this platform is, is, a, is a place where we can make sure that we're consciously aware that we're doing that and not trying to project something that's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So that's just kind of 
All your life lessons. Well, I got more. I've got, well, maybe we'll come back to this series because I'm constantly, every time I'm on that farm, I'm telling you, it's like this classroom where I feel like I'm learning all kinds of things and being reminded. And that's the key. It's like, it's this constant reminder. Because seriously, every time I look at a plant now, I'm like, ah, I only see a third of that plant. What's really important <laughs> is what's going on beneath that plant. And then I think about, you know, how yep. that applies to my own life. So it is, it's a constant learning process out there. You're so funny. I, I was just thinking about how few people in this world probably actually have those thought processes as they're looking at plants, but I, I love that you do. I, no, I think, I don't know, maybe. I love that you Maybe do. I'm a weirdo. You are a weirdo. That's okay. That's why I like you. Um, okay. You want to go to our four questions? Yes. Okay. Four questions. Four questions this week um, goes to our friend, Leslie. She's actually the wife of um, the guy that we interviewed in one of our first episodes, yep. I think it was episode two, the one with the amazing beard. Yes. Um, Rob. And so uh, Leslie is Rob's wife. So she is just so energetic and fun. She's just like Rob where it's just like, she's kind of just magnetic and yeah. makes you feel like the best. Um, and we love her. She was in our kitchen. Um, and so we had asked her these questions. So it's going to sound like she's in our kitchen. So I uh, have grace for that. But we're working on the audio we're, we quality. Are, we are working on the audio quality. We had these kind of in the can before we uh, had the equipment we do now. But hey, we're learning and growing. Um, so let's jump into the four questions with Leslie. All right, Leslie, what is your favorite hobby? My favorite? Well, I'm going to name two because they're sort of the ties. Um, number one would be running. So I actually do enjoy running. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a fun for me, like thing to look forward to during the day when there's chaos happening to know that I can go for a run, um, even if it's just like you know a mile or two. Um, and then my other favorite hobby is cooking. I love mm. cooking everything from like you know some ramen noodles to a full holiday dinner. So oh, good. Yeah. Those are two very good things you can cook <laughs> and wrap. Yes, they balance each other out. Yes. Okay, um, second question. When have you seen something good come from a bad situation? Yes, so um, I guess personally in my own life, I left my job. I went to grad school for something very, very specific that I wanted to do, that I thought that I would follow that dream and do that thing. And when I graduated from grad school, there were no jobs in that field. So I had to like completely shift my life and go do something totally different. But it led me on the career path that I'm on now, which I love doing what I do. So it um, was definitely one of those little um, diversions that ended up being like a happy yeah. kind of accident thing. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay, uh, third one, what do you want to be known for? What do I want to be known for? I, so going back to the cooking thing, I love bringing joy to people through cooking. And even again, like even if it's just something silly, like a cheese platter, like it's fun. Everyone ends up always in the kitchen anyway. So I feel like if I can bring that and let people hang out in the kitchen and my favorite memories growing up were my grandmother cooking and we would all sit at her little breakfast bar, all of us grandkids, Aww. and watch her cook. And it was like my favorite childhood memory. So I, I want to be that person. Making moments. Yes. You do that, I can probably tell you. <laughs> all right, last one, what gives you hope? What gives me hope? So I, um, this is a tough one. I have always been inspired by seeing children who were super confident. And when you come across kids and teens who are really confident and knowing like themselves, that makes me feel hopeful for our future where our kids will be doing 
you know, hopefully making our world better. And so when I was working in schools with kids, it was always so encouraging and inspiring for me to um, work with kids who were just so confident in themselves and they loved being kids and they loved doing what they were doing. And that made me feel like, okay, there's hope for us. Not that, you know, our children are the future thing, but there is, there is hope when you look at kids who really are just like so excited about what what's what's going on in the world. Yeah. It makes you feel less like things are bad. Aww. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Leslie, thank you. That's good. I love, I, I just love being able to ask people these questions. I, and as soon as I think I know what they're going to answer, they don't, they answer yeah. something different. So I'm like, we're just constantly learning all these new things from our friends. I, I love uh, when she just talked about just her kitchen and wanting to create an environment where, you know, people could gather. I yeah, love and just that. making, mom- and I mean, she's about to do that with Thanksgiving. I know she's about to have a ton of people in yeah. her kitchen. Um, but yeah, making moments is really amazing. And I think as I've gotten older, the moments thing is so important to me yeah. and so special. And, you know, we're constantly thinking through like, how can we create moments for your boys or how can we create moments for, you know, someone we know. And that's the stuff that really like locks in, in the, in the memories. I love yeah. it. Well, and I think that's a great way to kind of send you guys off as you get ready for your Thanksgiving week. Yeah. I, I really, I, that's what I hope. I hope people will get some great time with their family. Hope they get to see some people maybe they haven't seen in a while. I hope you guys get to eat some amazing turkey. Yeah. What's your favorite side dish? Real Mashed quick? potatoes, yeah. hands down. On Thanksgiving, though, for me, it shifts to dressing. Really? I love dressing. A good dressing, not a dry dressing. <laughs> a moist dressing? <laughs> yes, sure. Whatever. <laughs> but we really do. We hope you guys have an amazing Thanksgiving. And sometimes Thanksgivings are hard. And are. Um, sometimes you don't have a family to mm. eat with, or maybe you're far from home. Um, and if that's the case... Like you're known and you're loved and send us a message on Instagram or something. And we'd love to encourage you. Cause I think that Absolutely. is holidays are awesome, but they're also really hard. Yep. And just want to remind you guys to keep uh, sharing the podcast rate, subscribe review. If you haven't, uh, it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. and it's been fun to start to get stories back from people who somebody shared this with them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I love that. So anyway, we'll send you guys off. I hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. Mm-hmm.